Andy Hart, where'd you go? And are you here? You're, you vaporized on us. Welcome to Friday 15, everyone. And Andy Hart is back on screen. I'm Brian Beck. Uh, welcome to Friday 15 with Master B2B. I'm here with Andy Hart. We're the co-founders of this Master B2B Thought Leadership Series and e-commerce community. So, Andy, welcome to Friday, end of January 2024. Exciting times. Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan. Oh, my God. Dogs and cats living together. What's going to happen? What's Jared going to do next year when Rutgers beats Michigan? I'm not sure. But anyway, Andy, welcome. Yeah, who would have thought a couple of years ago Jim Harbaugh would be coaching in the NFL with the Chargers and Bill Belichick would be out of a job and unable to find a job? <laughs> All right. My goodness. Well, well, folks, we're in for a – it's been quite a week, and, and 2024 is shaping up to be a really interesting year. All kinds of things happening, and Andy, uh, you know, we, as always – have some awesome, uh, awesome uh, breaking news for everyone. Let's go ahead and jump right into that. I want to say thank you and congratulations to our friends at, at MDM, Tom Gale and his crew. They just, Andy, sold the company. Whoa, that's great. MDM, for those you don't know, is a research and media company that publishes all about distribution. They've been in business, I think, Andy, 35 years, something like that. Long yeah. time. Yep. So they were acquired by the NAW. And Andy, what's your take on this? I mean, when a company like MDM, which again, it has a publication, it's a, you know, people follow their news. When they get bought by an organization like NAW, what does that mean? Do they continue to be independent or what? how does this all work? What do you think? That's a big question. I mean, there's probably good and bad about this. The good is that it's going to give a voice to wholesalers and wholesalers, resellers, distributors um, on a larger scale. but you know, there's probably this temptation over time to turn this into kind of a PR organization for or PR arm for uh, for NAW. So hopefully they avoid that temptation and just the good part, not the bad part. Uh, but we'll see. But yeah, congratulations to Tom and his crew on this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's always I love to see this when it happens to the good guys. Right. Like Tom and MDM has been a partner of ours at Master B2B in terms of you know, socializing some of our activities and being a, a good, you know, kind of thought leadership partner. So congrats to Tom and MDM. So Andy, today we're going to talk about this question, which is a big question, right? I mean, it's what, when is digital transformation complete? Ever? Ongoing. We asked our community, we'll reveal the LinkedIn poll later. But what started all this was an article from our, our sort of our stalwart of research and uh, just market intelligence, Mr. Jared Blank. Thank you, Jared. <laughs> he sent us this article this week, Andy, talking about Stitch Fix. Okay, so, so what is Stitch Fix, right? What Describe the business. Uh, well, it's a business where you basically discover brands. You uh, pay $20 a month, I think it is. They send you a box of fashion items that have been curated by their experts. Sounds like a perfectly reasonable concept, especially during the pandemic. Right. Um, but you know, they struggled of late probably because the pandemic is gone. Right. And if you want to discover a brand, you can discover that directly through the yeah. brand itself, through their right. B2C sites and or social media. So Stitch Fix is really struggling with a business model issue. Not surprisingly, their, their revenue has declined, their stock has gone down. And right. it usually means they're replacing the senior management, which they did. Sadly, one of the first things he did, and this is what we wanted to talk about, was he created a transformation office uh, and put somebody who was in charge of strategy at Stitch of, in, in charge of the transformation office, which kind of begs the question. What did they hire this, him for? 
This person was in charge of the strategy before. Why is this person now in charge of the transformation to a new strategy? What was this person doing before? Not to be critical, but that just on its face seemed odd to me. But we wanted to talk about this because we see this temptation over and over and over again by the C-suite. Now, this is a B2C example. We're trying to prevent it from happening in B2B where companies, they bring somebody new in and then they try to outsource transformation, business Mm -hmm. in general, digital, doesn't matter. And that's exactly what the CEO did here. And it's like, I'm shaking my head as you, you like, what are these people thinking? This never actually works. Well, then how do you, and how do you digitally transform a digitally native business? Isn't yeah, that's it? another interesting question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and we'll get to the, you know, some interesting stats coming up here in just a moment from some, some uh, study that McKinsey did around this. I mean, look, at the end of the day, we've said it for a long time, Andy, the, 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 the digital function, transformation of a business, the CEO is the digital officer. That person, him or her, they need to be leading this. And it's anyway. But so so this is kind of, yeah, you can't delegate this stuff. And, I, and we'll, you can't. We'll it, it doesn't work. It no, just no. doesn't work, period. And it's like, you know, these companies set up steering committees and task force. Look, to gather information, sure. fine. But the part I always struggle with here is why would this guy came from Macy's, right? He's a chief digital officer at Macy's and he may have done a fine job there, but they put him in charge of Stitch Fix. Did they put him in charge because he should know what he's doing? I mean, why do you have to set up an office of transformation, staff it with people from the existing company who apparently didn't do well? Right. When to me, it feels like a delay tactic. It feels like kind of excuse making. And it feels like I just want to borrow like six to nine months to figure out what I'm going to do next. And that might just appease the market. But look, we got to be smarter than that. That just doesn't feel like a real move. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So we we, we wanted to you know look at this. So we, we got to talking about it earlier this week and based on this article. So we wanted to ask the question, digital transformation, is it is it ever done? Or is there a point at which you can say, okay, I'm at a point where I've got everything in place and can I move on to executing as a digital first company? This is the way McKinsey, they released a book last year, Andy, Rewired, you know, full disclosure. I haven't read the whole book, but we read, I read, I think you read some, just some excerpts and summaries of what they're talking about here. This is how they define it. Digital transformation is the fundamental rewiring of how an organization operates. The goal of a digital transformation should be to build a competitive advantage by continuously deploying tech at scale to improve customer experiences and lower costs. Okay, fine. But I, my, my reaction to that definition is, is it really about tech? Is that really the core of this? I don't know, Andy. And you, you, read, you, you pulled out some interesting stuff too out of this. What do you think? Yeah, I think that is where they anchor too much in this definition. They have to, tech is what's driving a lot of this stuff because it's really about customer behavior changing, but that's also driven by technology because people are carrying mobile phones around and using social media. So technology is really the thread that runs through all this on both sides of the equation. So I I get why they talk about it, but I think you and I also believe that technology is, is the means to the end, not the end in and of itself. And so really, and I think this is interesting because they actually say in the same book, I, I took this quote out, um, that as a rule of thumb, for every dollar you spend on developing a digital solution, which is technology, 
plan to spend at least another dollar on implementing process changes, user training, and change management initiatives. So this is as much mm -hmm. about change management, perhaps more, than it is about technology. I'd argue it's more. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think, obviously, you need a foundation, a technology foundation, which is, you know, using some some commonly used buzzwords, agile and flexible, right? But you, you need to be able to, and they say this in the in the, in the book as well, you need to have enough ability for the business user to you to create change and meet customer demands, and and flexibly do that without having to you know put put a massive project in place that takes a year to implement because your IT team has to do this and that and all the rest. So there is there's a real practical notion of flexibility that's behind this, but I do think it, it takes that's fine. That's a capability. It goes beyond that. It's the mindset, in my opinion. It's the mindset and it's the it's the change in, in thinking. And we'll give an example later of a company that I think really um, you know embodies that mindset and the organizational approach, because I think that that's really the core of transformation. The technologies are there. The tools are there. The foundation and best practices are there. It's really getting to the point where you can execute as a as a digital first, which to me today means customer first organization. Well, right. So I think tech, can, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I think you can break up the process into stages and you can reach certain milestones. That's not uh, a surrender to the idea that it's a beginning and end, but there is no beginning and end of this because technology will continue to evolve, sure. customer behavior will continue to evolve. A competitive landscape drives change constantly. And so the reality is digital transformation, like all transformation, every business is constantly transforming. Every day they wake up and they're slightly different in some form or fashion. So right. to argue that you know transformation is a process that comes to an end at some point is just kind of crazy. It is, but but without some kind of framework, Andy, then you end up, you know, you don't know where you're going, what to do. And it, it's so, so, you know, it's quite selfishly and self-promotingly uh, in my book, Billion Dollar B2B E-Commerce, um, for those of you listening on our podcast, I'm sharing a sort of a stages of digital evolution uh, framework. And so I think it's helpful. And we did this too last year, Andy, where we have sort of the stages of maturity. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I think it's helpful for companies. How do you take this nebulous concept of transformation and break it down into something you can actually act on and do, right? So that's kind of the notion here. And what, what one of my posits in the book, or one of my one of my my, my my suggestions is, you know, let's let's get through these stages and have some tactical things we can do to get through these stages. And well, digital transformation as a concept is never done. Do you reach this stage? And Andy, you coined this term of being sort of a post-digital enterprise. We joke, you know, what does that mean? Well, it means you have enough of the foundation in place, which includes tech, but it all more importantly includes your organizational alignment to really start opening up new value for the business. So in these stages, you know, I've got five listed here going from no digital presence all the way through, you know, some online content sites to selling an e-commerce. Those are, you know, selling e-commerce these days is table stakes. You have to, you know, if you're transformed, I mean, you can't even start to think yourself as transformed if you don't have e-commerce. Um, but getting to further, you know, future stages like a stage four, which is aligned selling channels, being truly omni-channel, your sales team is fully aligned with e-commerce. They're working together. They, the customers are enabled with self-service tools. You have mobile, obviously advanced mobile capabilities. You're starting to bring AI into the business. Five 
is where this final state stage here and my my framework here digitally transformed organization and that means really you, you're putting the your, your organization is thinking customer first and thinking through a digital lens because that's how your customer thinks uh these days anyway any any thoughts on this sandy yeah i think you do cross uh, <clears throat> a chasm at some point where you are fundamentally different some people like to use the percentage of total sales that are digital sales as a proxy for this like if you cross over say 50 percent meaning more than 50 percent of your sales are driven by either directly or indirectly online then you're no longer an offline kind of centric company you're more of an online centric company but digital is a more complicated than that and i i think you could be a demand side yeah. online driven business and still be a supply side offline driven business. right what i mean yes. by that is you know, the digital doesn't come to the supply chain, for example, or the opposite. I've seen companies right. where the digital is really heavy in the supply chain. They've upgraded everything there. They can track orders, et cetera, but they're still using sales reps and call centers and will call windows to actually front the company. So right. to me, it runs across the entire spectrum. But I, I obviously I agree with this. And we have our own framework, too, that we developed through Master yeah. that Let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah, enables you to identify where you are in the journey. I think that's the most important part here. It's about identifying honestly and objectively, where are you? Are right. you in a stage one? Are you in a stage four? We had four different dimensions we looked at, like digital uh, tools and culture, mm -hmm. data and insights, the various things we looked at. And you can be a stage one company or a stage four company for each one of those dimensions. And what's really critical is you got to figure out where you are with each one. You might be a stage three digital tools company. I mean, you bought the tools, but you might be a stage one right. culture company, which means you can't even use the tools you bought. That's right. So we have this thing uh, we released last year called establishing your baseline, assessing your digital maturity. You can go to our website, masterbdb.com, into the resources section, you'll find it there. And you could actually score yourself. So. And what was interesting, you know, score where you are, what was interesting about this process, Andy, is, you know, we found that, it, you know, when we looked at digital maturity, it wasn't just about one element, like, like, you know, it wasn't just about tech. We had to look at all the different elements and, and, and interviewing, we interviewed a bunch of people. We're going to do more work on this, this year, this, this concept uh, where we're going to talk about how do you advance yourself from one stage to the next? So there's, there's a lot in, in here. We encourage you to go to our site and check it out. And does that mean, you know, digital transformation when you get to the, you know, in our, in our model stage four, you know, are you done? No, but, but it's, but at least, you know, you have some guidance and tactical things you can be doing to advance, advance the business. And Hey, maybe that's what Stitch Fix is doing. Maybe they're downloading our model, Andy, and using it. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> so, so, you know, this is, so a concept that I'd wanted to share with the group here is, you know, looking at, what we would argue is probably the most digitally transformed or centric company on the planet, Amazon. And, you know, how do they, how do they think about, um, you know, the, you know, being a, being a digital or customer first company, you know, Jeff Bezos, the former CEO and founder said, you know, he has this concept of day one and day two, and we're always going to be a day one company, which means acting like a startup. And he says, you know, day two is stasis followed by irrelevance, followed by excruciating painful decline and death. And that's why it's always day one at Amazon. And what's interesting here is he points out, how do they stay a day one company? How do they act like a startup? Well, they require their employees to do four things. Be obsessed with the customer, focus on results over 
process, make high quality decisions quickly without perfect information, right? And embracing external trends quickly. What's not here? Technology, right? Okay, well, technology supports all this. But from, from their point of view, it's all about the culture and the decision making and the process. It's not about the other stuff. So, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot our B2B folks can learn from this, Andy. Any thoughts? Well, one big thing that's embedded in all of this and is arguably the most important thing that's not explicitly called out is data. Mm -hmm. You can't do anything without data. You can't be obsessed with customers if you don't know what they're interested in. You can't focus on results if you don't have data. Uh, you can't make high quality decisions. What are you making it based on, you know, your gut feel? Right. Uh, and trends are all driven by data. So, you know, Amazon and a lot of digitally transformed companies are really at their core powerful data companies, which is why we always say to everybody in B2B, right. before you spend a ton of time doing anything, really you need to audit and triage your data and understand what you have because you could have the most talented people in the world the best technology in the world but if your data is crap you're not going to get very far yes that's right yeah we we emphasize that it's the subject of a lot of our upcoming events so we asked our our, our community on linkedin is digital transformation ever finished at b2b companies allowing firms to move on and execute as a digital first company overwhelmingly our, our audience said, no, never done. 91%. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's true, right? And I'm, I'm curious, you know, those who think there's a finish line, where is it? Uh, <laughs> well, it's 91 said, no, you're never done, which is the right. correct answer. 9% said, yes. I'd be curious, what do they yeah. mean by that? Maybe it's a matter of interpretation, but yep. I was surprised even 9% said there's yeah, a finish said, line. Yeah. But again, the finish line may be a end of a milestone, for example, but there's you're never done with this. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we're uh, a little past our Friday 15 here. So just a couple of quick announcements, guys. You know, we're talking about these issues like data and other things at our upcoming um, uh, Master B2B events. We have executive roundtables happening all over the country, starting in L.A. here in February, end of February, in Chicago, Atlanta, Dallas, Minneapolis, Denver and other places. And we have our. Uh, summit as well coming up in June 4th at the University of Chicago's Gleacher Center. Folks, if you're a practitioner, uh, these events are complimentary. We do have a limited number of complimentary uh, sponsored seats available for our summit. We're already almost half full on the summit. So if you're interested, go to our website, Master B2B, and click on the events at the top. You'll see all of our future events. You can submit for a, a complimentary a seat. Uh, and we are we do have a couple of sponsorships open, I think, still on the summit. So any vendors or solution providers are listening, we'd love to talk to you about that. Um, and of course, our forum is always available and open to our community. Uh, go ahead if you're a practitioner and click on the forum tab on our site to sign up. Uh, and as always, uh, these episodes are available on podcast, on iTunes, Google, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can uh, you know listen to us while you're doing laundry or driving your car or whatever. But not, the, <laughs> not while you're doing laundry and driving your car. That's right. Okay, everyone. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us again today. We'll be back again next week for another episode of Friday 15 at noon Eastern. We will see you then. Thanks for joining. Andy, any, uh, any final words before we drop? Now, see you next week. All right. Take care, everybody.